0: Uh, we're waiting for Facebook. To, there we go. We are uh, getting all connected up here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am, without a doubt, Tony Visick. Um, I don't think that I need to be so uh, strong in my um in my pronouncements of that. Very few would actually take the name. Um, <laughs> there's a couple other Tony Visicks in the world. There's a few others on Facebook. Uh, I don't know them. I haven't met them. I haven't spoken with them. I haven't written them. In, hey, what are you doing with my name? They haven't written me back either uh, with the uh, the same questions. But uh, I've got a good show for you today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I do. I had no show yesterday. You may have noticed. It's because I was in transit. I was en route. I was traveling to Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Stir Crazy Comedy Club, like many of the comedy clubs in the city, are for all intents and purposes closed uh tom sims the uh owner of uh stir crazy comedy club is a a great guy smart guy cool guy comic who opened up a comedy club who uh also uh uh, has common sense and he says there's no way i can keep a comedy club open night after night after night without uh without it being an issue he does open it up on selected occasions and yesterday we did our once every five weeks live in-person show at stir crazy a whopping 21 people in the audience eight comics and then three on Zoom, which was kind of cool. Everybody kept good social distance, everybody was safe, uh, and we had a really nice time. So that's why you didn't see me yesterday. If you're going, hey, where's Tony? I don't see Tony anywhere. Uh, it's because we were doing a live show. Hello, Brother Jerry. Hello, David John. Hello, Tita and Mike. Uh, but we are back on track. Big, uh, big week for us this week. Big week. Um, August fourteenth, ladies and gentlemen. August fourteenth at seven p.m. It is the Zoom. It is the Zoom uh, live show. It is the roast of Tony Visick. I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to get it so that I can put this on the message board, uh, but I can't uh, right now. Uh, we have a live show August fourteenth on Zoom. It's the roast of Tony Visick. Several of my closest friends. We will no longer be my friends after the show will say vile vicious disgusting and unprovoked and unproven and untrue things about me and then i will take a turn at them it'll be one of the best roast shows you've ever seen we've uh people have put these on now for several years this year your uh your uh, uh master of ceremonies none other than kevin brown u.s marine kevin brown i can't be too mean to him because then he will uh he'll booby trap me so uh, <laughs> That's uh tickets are available at tickets are available at uh, uh what am I trying to do here and I can't get it done uh, there we go I'm trying to put the link up for the show right now all right that's what I'm trying to do if you wonder what the hell's get there we go oh I almost had it hold on hold on you know Facebook is not your friend it's not re- really it's just not your friend um, now it won't paste hold on i'm going to get this <laughs> I know you're going, this is ridiculous. Why am I watching this crap? This guy's trying to do something here. Uh, That didn't work. Uh, I'm about ready to say fuck it. Uh, We're going to try it one more time. All right, we're going to just hit that. And then we're going to hit that and wait for the paste. Ah, we had it and it went away. Uh, There we go. All right. There, if you're looking in the uh, chat dialogue, you can see the... uh, uh, see how you can purchase tickets for this Friday's show. Once again, a portion of the proceeds will go to the Maricopa Food Pantry. We're also raising money for the Maricopa Food Pantry uh, right on my Facebook page. And my birthday is the uh, 13th. Uh, <laughs> Tina, Mike, says, get your grandson to roast me? To roast me? Sure. <laughs> he's saying sure. He's over here. He's in the room right now. Uh, and he is so excited by my show, he's watching something else. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. What would you say bad about your grandpa? Hmm. What would you say bad about your grandpa? About He's got to think about it. You know what? Because there's not too much bad you can say about this grandpa. I tell it's you that. Not, not so much good either. <laughs> there. There's a roast right there. What would you say about your grandpa? I have to think about it. You know what? Not so much good either. That's not even a roast. That's what he says. Anyway, this Friday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, the link is here. It's also on my personal page, uh, Tony Visick. So you can find the link there. Purchase tickets. It's a fun show. It's a fun night. Portions of proceeds go to charity. As um, my birthday is the 13th, please, no gifts. Um, And a lot of you going, thank God I wasn't getting anything anyway. We are raising funds for the Maricopa Food Pantry. We originally had it set at $200, immediately exceeded that. Set at $300, immediately exceeded that. We now got to $500, and I haven't checked yet today. But if you want to donate to a a really worthy cause, the people that run the Maricopa Food Pantry are just great people, down-to-earth people. Uh, uh, I felt an immediate kinship with them. We donate on a regular basis. We were out there the other day, great group. Uh city council member of our town, Henry Wade, was out there helping load boxes for people who uh, are suffering um, under this uh, pandemic uh, even more greatly than uh, many people are. So uh, that's what we got going on this week. Also, Thursday is our beginning workshop. We already started last week, but there's still a chance to join if you want to. If you want to, you can join right now. Uh, just go to comedyschools.com. Click the beginning class button and you'll get uh, registered and be able to get your Zoom codes. Hold on. I'm getting, a, what am I getting, a, a message here? What am I, um, I got something going on over here to my right with my grandson. He's putting his hand in a plastic bag is what he's doing right now. Oh, he's going to pop it. He's going to pop it. Okay. All right. Good. Hey, uh, uh, no figure out how to put up the link. No, I, I got it up. I got it up, Tina and Mike. It's up. If you just look up a little bit there. You know what? Here, I'll try to put it up again, all right? Uh, I just put it up, but I'll put it up again there. It's going uh, to All right, we just put the link up again. So it's going to be a fun night, okay? It's going to be a fun... It, there. And there it is. There's the pop bag that I was promised would not be popped. But uh, uh, he popped it behind pop. All right, this show is built around three things, ladies and gentlemen. Three things. It's on three platforms. ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, and uh, right here on Facebook Live. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to go up live on Instagram as well. One of the cool things that I'm beginning to find out, one of the things that's kind of surprising to me is just how many people actually listen on Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com. and then when I Google it, we end up on all sorts of, uh, thank you, uh, we end up on all sorts of platforms. So uh, if you're just looking for something to listen to, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com. All sorts of platforms. So we try to keep it interesting as I have more activity going on in this room than you would in the middle of a hurricane. Actually, to be honest with you, there would be no activity in the middle of a hurricane because you'd be in the eye. And in the eye of the hurricane, it's calm. I am, ladies and gentlemen, the eye of the hurricane. Uh, The show is built around three things. Your questions and comments that I either comment back on or uh, answer, uh, primarily on Facebook Live but on the other Social media apps as well. Uh, some knickknack trinket, bobble that uh, uh, autograph that I have here sitting around the house uh, that I didn't try to weave a story around. Uh, and then, of course, I recommend uh, two artists. So you're a collector. What's that? So you're a collector. I'm not a bobble collector. See, yeah, I want to right. point this out. This is what you people started. My grandson sitting on the floor calling me a bobble collector, and I cannot finish my pitch you here. me to roast you. <laughs> 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 He says, Hey, you want me to roast you? Uh, two artists are pieces of music based off my vast and deep vinyl collection. So let's get to the stuff. There, is, there are no bobbleheads today. Somebody I've been giving my bobbleheads to. No. Yes. And you they. Can give me the duplicate. I give you, yeah, if I have doubles of a bobblehead, I give them to you. There you go. People can see you on YouTube, they can't see you on Facebook. Come in. Come all the way in. There we go. That's what I got to deal with on an afternoon, is a boxhead. Let's get to the stuff. Uh, This is the month that uh, one of the greatest guitarists of all time, uh, one of the most innovative guitarists of all time, one of the most creative people of all time, a true Renaissance man. Not only was he a gifted guitarist, he was a great uh, uh, collector of, uh, a curator of American music, he played a multitude of instruments, he played the banjo, he played the steel guitar, he played the guitar, he played with several groups. Uh, he also designed ties and he was quite the artist. And an avid scuba diver, uh, died on this uh, in this month, and I believe he died on August 9th, I could be wrong. Uh, but in August, he was both born in August and passed away in August, uh, so we're commemorating him. Another than Jerry Garcia of, of the Grateful Dead. Jerry Garcia, uh, I get arguments with people about what a uh, virtuoso guitarist that he was. Jerry Garcia started out playing the banjo, started wanting to play bluegrass. Like like a lot of young guys in the late 50s, early 60s, bluegrass and folk seemed to be the way to go, especially uh, with everything that was going on. Yeah, that's right, the Unknown Comic was on my show. (laughs) That's funny. Kevin Brown says, hey, hey Tony and others, hello to you Kevin Brown, master of ceremonies. Well, this Friday's Row Show has joined us. Uh, Jerry Garcia started out playing bluegrass and folk, was actually teaching music, and eventually switched to the electric guitar. Formed a band called the Warlocks, which was renamed the Grateful Dead. Played with the Grateful Dead for many years, uh, and of course, also played with the Jerry Garcia band and others. He played the steel guitar with the new writers of Purple Sage and with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. If you know the song Teach Your Children by Crosby, Stills, and Nash, the steel guitar, the iconic steel guitar breaks on that song were recorded by none other than Jerry Garcia. So we're commemorating Garcia and the Dead today. I got some memorabilia here from shows, uh, other things. I got a calendar here from 1986. 1986 was a uh, fascinating year for me to uh, uh, be going to Dead shows, and I went to a lot of Grateful Dead shows. Look at that. Just a, you're seeing a picture of a celebration of pure joy. I went to a lot of Grateful Dead shows in 1986, and it was the first year that I was fully sober. I got sober in March of 85, and my question was, would I be able to be sober at dead shows? And then it turned out, there was, there's actually a group at dead shows called the Wharf Rats, and the Wharf Rats were sober deadheads. They would all find each other at shows and even have little meetings there, and I was able to be at many of them uh, there is the face of a true genius, Mr. Jerry Garcia. This is from, uh, this is, let's see what we got here. That is uh, Jerry from, I'm trying to look here because it says in the back. Phil Leschen and Rosie McGee. No, it doesn't. It's saying who took the pictures. Anyway, this is a cool calendar. As you can see, in that year, the 13th, my birthday fell on a Wednesday, just like now. All right? So I got this calendar, and I held on to it because it's just got great photos and artwork. A few years later, ladies and gentlemen, someone bought me for my birthday the 1994 Grateful Dead calendar. Now, most bands would not have lasted from 1986 to 1994. They just don't. This band started in 1965, and a version of it is still going today. Um, See if we can find a picture of Jerry from... 1994, and see what fame and fortune did to the man. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking. There's Phil. January, we don't have him. There, we got Brett. We got Phil. We got them singing the national anthem. Uh, Phil, Phil, Phil. Guitar, guitar, drums. Phil. And here he is. We just saw him in 1986. Here he is in, in 1994. He's one of the uh, few guitars to be missing a finger. Jerry Garcia uh, lost a finger on uh, the picking hand, not on the uh, fret hand. Okay, he lost a finger then uh, in a wood chopping accident. I'm just waving this thing all around. I'm not, I'm not being any help today. There he is. Lost a finger watching his older brother chop wood when they were kids. Uh, so he was one of the few one uh, guitarists that was missing a finger as well. Uh, incredible guitarists. We used to listen to them and go, how would anybody be able to play their music the way they do? But uh, so many great guitarists then went to school on Jerry Garcia. Uh, guys like uh, Jimmy Herring from Widespread Panic, uh, Warren Haynes from the Allman Brothers and Government Mule, and uh, of course John Mayer, who currently tours with Dead & Company. Um, I urge you strongly if you're not a deadhead then many of you aren't and I get it okay I get it if you're not a deadhead okay but I urge you strongly to listen to go back and listen with open ears and open eyes and an open heart to the music of the Grateful Dead because it spans all American music it spans jazz pop country blues rock, a type of music that they themselves created, acid rock or psychedelic music, every type, and and they recorded songs by artists going back into the 1800s all the way up to today. They were the most versatile and deep band in the history of American music. Now, I got something cool to show you here today, if I can find it. This is a very early album of theirs, that's really not mentioned in the uh, disco- discography of the Grateful Dead, okay? But this is a cool one. Uh, I don't know if they officially reach it, but this is a Vintage Dead recorded live at the Avalon Ballroom in San Francisco in 1966. And the members of the band at the time were Jerry Garcia, Bob Weir, Rod, Pigpen McKernan, Phil Lesh and Bill Critzman. There's a myth that Mickey Hart was an original member. As a matter of fact, when he got together a few years ago for what was going to be two farewell concerts, uh, they were billed as the core four. But Mickey was not an original member. They were At one time, was only one drummer. One drummer. Uh, of this group, two are now gone, Jerry and uh, Pigpen. He was the first one to leave us. Uh, and even early in 1966, they were beginning to build what would become traditional and classic Grateful Dead sets. Because on here, they do the old uh, traditional song, I Know You, Writer. Uh, the, uh, I believe, uh, uh Roy Acuff's song, it, Hurt, it Hurts Me Too, Bob Dylan, It's All Over Now, Baby Blue, uh, Dancing in the Streets, which was a big hit for, uh, Martha and Vandella's, and, of course, In the Midnight Hour, the Wilson Pickett tune. So pretty much just playing other people's music at this point at the Avalon Ballroom in 1966, but immediately turning the songs into their own. Much like Frank Sinatra, that's right. Some of you were stunned to hear that I would mention Frank Sinatra and the Grateful Dead in the same sentence, but both, and there's another one, Dwight Yoakam and Emmylou Harris. Why am I mentioning all these artists in the same breath? Okay, because they are the type of people that take any song they record, no matter who originally recorded, recorded it or how big of a hit they had made it, and they make it their own and oftentimes make it better. There's not a single song Frank Sinatra recorded that a hundred other people recorded that he did not make better. He did not make better, okay? There's not a single song the Grateful Dead recorded that they did not make iconic to them. Whether it was a song by Merle Haggard or a song by Hank Williams, okay? Or whether they had Winston Marcellus sitting in with them playing jazz. It became uniquely Grateful Dead, So Sinatra did it. The Dead did it. Dwight Yoakam does it. There's not a song I've ever heard Dwight. I heard Dwight Yoakam the other day doing uh, one of uh, Buck Owens' greatest songs. Uh, Buck Owens was a badass. A lot of us just knew him as a silly man on Hee Haw. But he was a badass, and he played honky-tonk music like nobody's business, man. That Bakersfield honky-tonk music. And he had a song to just kick ass called Down on the Corner of Love. And that was what made, made me fall in love with Buck Owens when, uh, many years after he all went, oh, wow, this guy was the real deal. He had the jam. He had the demon. Dwight Yoakam does a version of Down on the Corner Love, which is better. And Buck Owens was his mentor. So, and Emmy Lou Harris, Emmy Lou Harris. You should listen to Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, Emmy Lou Harris could sing out of a technical manual and make it beautiful. Anyway, uh, The Grateful Dead, Emmylou Harris, Dwight Yoakum. they are artists that no matter what they do, they make it unique and they make it wonderful. And let's face it, there were some dead shows that were horrible. They played so often, and oftentimes with Jerry with his drug problems and stuff, there were some shows, and I attended those shows where I go, all right, today's not gonna be a good day. For many of us who were deadheads and followed the dead, I didn't run around the country following them, but I saw probably over 100 shows in my lifetime. It was like watching baseball. You loved your team. I love the St. Louis Cardinals. I love the L.A. Clippers. And the same way I love the Dead, that there were days you watch the Clippers go, man, they ain't got it today. Or days you watch the St. Louis Baseball Cardinals go, all right, they're going to take a shellacking today. Or you'd watch the Dead and go, this isn't going to be one of their better shows. But you didn't stop loving them. You didn't stop loving them. Now, I showed you that from 1966. I want to mention an album here I'm going to do three albums today if I have time uh, that you got to listen to. If you love jazz, uh, yes, Don Shell's right. Jerry Garcia Band did some great versions of Sam Cooke's songs. You know, he did a killer version of You Are My Shining Star. Stunning version of that pop hit. That almost discoist rhythm and blues uh, uh, pop hit. Uh, Jerry did a wonderful version of that. There's a story. In a book I read about Garcia, about them getting ready to play some stadium. And it's the middle of the day, sound check's been done, and the stadium is empty. But a roadie had to go check on some stuff. So he goes back to the stadium for his hotel room. There's nobody in the stadium except one lone guy on his side by himself, Jerry Garcia. And he's got a guitar, and he's quietly playing If I Only Had a Brain from The Wizard of Oz. And the roadie said he was stunned because that wasn't their music, man. They were new and they were different and they were wild. Throwing away the conventions of the old guard of music. But Garcia was playing, finally had a brain from The Wizard of Oz. And Garcia kind of looked up and saw the guy watching him. And he looked at the guy, he goes, hey, it's a hell of a tune. So (laughs) that's who Jerry Garcia was. That's who I aspire to be in comedy and art and writing and all things. This album, if you love jazz, you want to listen to Live Dead. What people said about Live Dead was, Live Dead, it rivals or is equal to or emulates Coltrane. What they do with the music here. There are four albums, and I'm missing one, but I unfortunately have it on CD, but I've had this since I was a little kid. You imagine being like 13 years old and listening to... Live Dead, The Grateful Dead. The first side, side one, is a 23-minute song called Dark Star. It's one of the greatest jazz, freeform improvisational songs you've ever heard. Side two is two songs, St. Stephen and The Eleven. And those two songs kind of established them in St. Louis where I grew up because they got played a lot on FM radio there as one of the most innovative and stunning and talented bands being played on the radio and touring. Side three, they kind of do pig pens uh, Rave Up. This was pig pens Time to Shine, Turn On Your Love Light. Side four, Death Don't Have No Mercy, which is a traditional old blues uh, tune. And then a quick, uh, a fee- and then feedback for nine minutes. These fucking guys did a double album. And on it, they put nine minutes of feedback. So, but if you want to hear something, if you like jazz, if you have an open mind, if you're willing to listen, Listen to Dark Star by the Grateful Dead. Listen to it at night. Listen to it while you're driving. If you're ever on a long drive at night, if you're ever out in the desert on a long drive at night, and I've been on many long night desert drives. And by the way, there's nothing more peaceful and calming and wonderful than a long drive on a desert night when there's not a cloud in the sky and you can see thousands of stars and the silhouettes out in the distance are just the shadows of mountains and of cactuses that look like human beings being your sentinels, guarding you as you go on your journey. If you ever find yourself late at night on a dark desert night driving, put on Dark Star by the Grateful Dead. Find it on YouTube. Find it on your radio. Find it on a CD. And you will have listened to something truly magical and wonderful. And that's a gift. This week's my birthday. But I'm truly, honestly, giving that gift to you. Okay, we're gonna wrap up for today. Okay, we're gonna wrap up for today. Hey, uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're still thinking about doing a stand-up comedy workshop this Thursday, yes, Sullivan, Sullivan, got to come on on both screens. You can only see on YouTube I now. Know. There, what do you got to say? Um, maybe. Um, maybe. Noon. Soon, when you tell the albums, yeah, you actually will. Um, you can play like a little bit of it. Play a little bit of the albums. That is that is a suggestion. And if we had uh, the money for musical rights, we would. And We're still trying to work our way around that. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright. Yeah. Copyright stuff. Yeah. See, he knows about that. Okay. What I, you know? I think what we do is a little cooler. Uh, I would love to play the songs, but then it would be a half hour of playing two songs. I would love to do that, but I think, ladies and gentlemen, if I can get at least one of you to listen to one of the songs I recommend I've done. And you sit and you choose to listen to it. I've probably done more for you than if I play it myself. Um, this Thursday on my birthday, we're still having a workshop. 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, comedyschools.com. If you want to take that class, just go there and register. But here's the thing for most of you, okay? August 14th, 7 p.m. It's the roast of Tony MC'd by Kevin Brown, A host of my favorite Phoenix comics will say horrible things about me and then I will say horrible things back. It will be funny. It will not be for the faint of heart. It will not be for the politically correct. It will not be for those people who are triggered by words. Uh, This will be, uh, this is going to be, you heard on hell on wheels, this is going to be hell with words. And that's Friday night. Go to comedyschools.com to buy tickets. That's our show for today. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank my producer, just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovizek, and my guest, MC. Come on in. Come on in. My guest today, Mr. Boxhead. Say goodbye, Mr. Boxhead. Mr. Boxhead doesn't speak. He just drops things on the equipment. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.